Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. This is my intro to the podcast I'm going to be posting. Now, my first few I'm going to be posting are actually based off of YouTube interviews slash conversations that I've already had with people. And there's some really good stuff in that. So I didn't want to waste that material. So this is my intro for that. So the audio is a little bit different. Uh, Obviously, they were recorded for video, but they are fantastic conversations and interviews. And I didn't want you guys to miss them and connecting with those incredible humans. So as I said, this is my intro to those conversations, and I hope you all enjoy. I will definitely let you know when I'm posting new material, and I think you'll be able to tell because this audio quality is definitely better than the original audio quality of the podcast that you're about to listen to. So I apologize that the audio quality is not exactly perfection, but hey, we all got to start somewhere. And I definitely appreciate you all being here and listening, and I look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thank you for joining. I am so excited to be here today with Katina Eats Kilos. This is awesome for me personally. We talked a little bit before this, but I kind of fangirled when Katina agreed to do this because I am a fan of your channel. Uh, You have over 42,000 Instagram subscribers and over 250,000 YouTube subscribers. So that's amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me on. Pretty excited to talk about some stuff. (laughs) Yes, we're going to get into some cool stuff, I think. Um, And I feel like, you know, a lot of people know you from Instagram. They know you from YouTube. So they know kind of your your personality, right? They know you're a competitive eater. They know that you did bodybuilding and things like that. Really fascinating stuff. But I always say that, you know, you can't get to the heart of things unless you know who somebody is as a person, their story, their background. So Would you mind just telling us a little bit about you and your background and just kind of how you've gone through your journey and gotten to where you are? Yeah, I think as far back as I need to go would be I kind of discovered fitness when I was around age 21. Uh, I was kind of like a chunky little thing. And then I realized like, hey, I am winded going up the stairs. And so I got into lifting, uh, eventually joined the military, et cetera, et cetera. So I ended up getting pretty healthy and following fitness for a number of years. And then uh, maybe, you know, six or seven years into just casual lifting, I was like, you know, I think I want to do a bodybuilding show. So finally, when I got out of active duty military, I was just guard. I had plenty of time to train for it. I eventually did a bodybuilding show in 2019 and I loved it. I loved every second of it. But during the process of dieting into the show, the show wasn't uh, a drug tested show. So, but I am a drug tested person being a federal employee. So Uh, I got to the show and I was one of the smaller girls on stage and you can infer what you will there. And I was like, man, I want to get big. I want to get heavy. And the whole time doing the dieting into that show, I was watching eating channels, eating videos. I was watching Randy Santel. I was watching Beard Meets Food, et cetera. You know, name, name a big eater. I was watching them and just drooling going, I think I can do that. I have a huge appetite. So what ended up happening is I got off stage and maybe a week later, I went and did my very first restaurant challenge, which I found via foodchallenges.com. Shameless plug, that is Randy's site. (laughs) Um, So I went to a fat burger, brought a cheap camcorder with me, and uh, the rest is history. So I I love that. Um, I'm a big believer in that. And of like, if you want to start something, you want to kind of go on a journey, you just do it, you just go. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said a cheap camcorder. It was like, 
the, you know, a lot of people think if they want to do these great things or YouTube channels, I've had people ask me like, man, what kind of like equipment do you get and how much I'm like, it's a laptop and a webcam. Like you just mm -hmm. go. Um, yep. So you, you got to start somewhere. So I, I'm really interested in that um, and that kind of background, which is interesting about the bodybuilding. Um, so what were you, what would you say, you know, in that little piece of your journey, what were kind of the, the pros and cons for you, um, things that you liked most about it and things that were kind of tough or things that you didn't like as much? Um, I don't know if there's a, if a good word for it. Like I'm kind of like masochistic, I guess. I love the pain and like the battle yeah. and like that kind of Spartan lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, that might kind of stem from, I spent um, this kind of, I guess, backtracking a bit, but I spent a semester basically hiking and backpacking in New Zealand and Wow. It was just all outdoors. It was with the National Outdoor Leadership School. And that like level of like hardship and starkness and then your food is rationed and you're just physically and mentally grinding yourself every day, but having the best time of your life that I loved that. And I kept chasing that and kept chasing it. So that's I after that I joined the military thinking I could get that again. And then bodybuilding kind of became that outlet of, okay, I'm gonna be very regimented with my food. And then I'm going to also just give it my all in the gym. And it's a great distraction. You feel this like immense uh, sense of purpose and then accomplishment when you're doing it. But the drawbacks to that is it can have a bit of an impact on your social life. So if somebody invites you out for something, it's like, no, I got to stick to my diet or you go, yeah. And then you're like the weirdo with a Tupperware or the one getting like a side salad and putting like salsa on it and like, I mean, there's always kind of that social drawback to it. So it was a really good time in my life. I looked, felt great, everything. And I had a really good sense of purpose, but the social drawback was a bit much. And of course, you're always hungry, like dying hungry. Everything looks good. You would like throat punch a baby to steal their snack. It is, <laughs> it is very intense when you get that level of hunger. So uh, it, it's fun, but uh, it's, it's a rough one. It's a rough go of it. And so I think that the competitive eating thing is a uh, it's almost actually on the same level of roughness but uh, you get to socialize a bit more yeah that's really interesting because I think at least for me personally because I don't know a lot about those worlds it's like oh bodybuilding where you're very lean and you're very fit and and then competitive eating where you're eating like these giant sandwiches and all this ice cream and it's like those are two completely like polar opposite things, but the way you talk about it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, do you kind of approach competitive eating with that same type of drive that you approach bodybuilding of like that, you know, I want to go hard, I want to be the best, like I I'm going to work and work and work, or, or is it something completely different for you? It's a little bit of both. So I guess I approach, uh, what would be the word, um, like the structure, the willpower side. I approach yeah. the willpower side of it very structured. So I have to know that I have a set number of calories that I can consume and not become an obese mess, <laughs> um, which I guess kind of is helpful having that bodybuilding and nutrition background. I, I have a degree in kinesiology and yeah. I'm a total nutrition nerd. I've been studying nutrition since I got into the weightlifting back in, uh, what would that be? 2011. So, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time looking into nutrition and fitness and all that. So that helps because when you're a competitive eater and you may have noticed this on some of the professional eaters and stuff, a lot of them are big fit dudes. Yeah. Um, you, you don't really see too many big people out there. And if you do, it's for a reason. So, yeah. um, you, you know, it, 
it helps to have that understanding of nutrition. So yeah, my willpower, I would say is that kind of dedicated drive where it's like, okay, I know that if I'm going to do a 7,000 calorie restaurant challenge today, tomorrow, maybe all I get is like 500 calories of some lettuce and like a chicken breast on it. And that's going to have to do me because if I don't do that, then I'm obviously going to get overly fat, which can happen. Like what happens when you go on, on tour on the road, uh, for example. So like when I went to Florida, just this past February to March, that's two months on the road of eating a restaurant challenge nearly every day and being very sedentary. So I obviously put on a good amount of weight and, uh, there wasn't necessarily as much willpower involved there. I did get a little bit lazy in between those challenges when a restaurant that Randy would be doing a challenge at would offer me food. I would be like, all right, you know, why not? not? Yeah. And I mean, I could have been a little more strict and probably mitigated some of that, but yeah, otherwise I was having fun with it with my first real two month tour. Anyway, that's going totally off topic, but I love it. It kind of plays to that. But then when I'm talking about the flip side of the coin where I'm not regimented is I'm not one of those people that kind of just like train hard. I'm going to chug a gallon of water to expand my stomach. Um, uh, Number one, that's really dangerous. Don't do that, Um, especially if you're my size. Uh, Number two, I I prefer to kind of challenge myself with food and kind of train in a relaxed way or train when I need to, because there's no need for me to stretch my stomach so that I'm hungry all the time for no reason. I'd rather just give it a good stretch when I need it. So in phases like currently where I'm in a diet, I'm not just raging hungry all the time. My stomach kind of goes back to a still bigger than the average folk, but um, it's small enough to keep me satisfied. So I guess that's two sides of the coin there. That's really cool. Thank you. That's, it's really interesting to hear you kind of talk about that and break that down in the mindset and how you need to approach day to day and, you know, how things can change kind of very quickly. So I'm curious of, when you did get started with this kind of, you know, competitive eating and it, you know, you started with the one video and then there was another and another, and then you started kind of getting a following from that. I'm sure some people are the carryover from your bodybuilding. And then you get this new audience of people that are the competitive eating fans and things like that. When you were doing this, did you think at all, like, man, my YouTube is going to blow up and people are going to love it. My Instagram is going to, or were you just like, I want to do this thing and let's just make it fun. And all of this craziness was kind of a weird side effect. Definitely the latter. Uh, I didn't think that anything would really come of it. I thought there was no way that I was really going to get discovered. It's so hard to get your name out there. And so I think the first like initial, I want to say like four or five videos, like all the views were from posting the video to my Facebook, my personal Facebook page and like begging family and friends, like, please watch this. Yeah. It just kind of helps me out. Da, da, da. Please subscribe and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And like, yeah. you know, that, you know, four or 500 friends that kind of did help out and jump in and watch was like a good push. And then the competitive and professional eating community is really, really small. So I was lucky that they kind of will help kind of network you in. And so they'll kind of spread your name or give you small shout outs, et cetera. Um, And then I just ended up really getting lucky. I got a big break pretty easily. My first kind of big break was I did the 10,000 calorie Dompier donut challenge. And Nick Dompier is a pretty big um, blogger. He does like the cheat day thing, but he's also a pretty decent professional eater as well. But he doesn't consider himself one, but he actually does really well in restaurant challenges. Anyways, he kind of shared my video and my story, and that kind of sent me into the realm of I can monetize my channel, okay. which was which was huge. Or maybe I monetized right before, but anyway, it gave me that push to where 
it went from just being like this fun thing I was doing on the side to it pushed me not only into monetizing my channel and making it like a side hustle, but darn near I could, it was like a part-time job level income, which yeah. is pretty good for having just started like two months ago. So I was one of the very lucky few where I literally went from nothing to something over a, a very short span of time. And then I just kept going and going and going. And I think when people are doing YouTube, they give up so fast and there's something weird in the YouTube algorithm. I don't know what it is where a random video, you're not expecting it will just blow up. Yep. So uh, the, the next one that happened for me that just went huge and I had no idea why was I did an Olive Garden all you can eat pasta video. It was the worst lighting, the worst thumbnail I've ever done in my life, but I don't know, somebody wanted to click on it. Apparently I look like Hannah Hart in the the thumbnail the girl that does that like i think she does like drunk kitchen or something yeah i apparently look like her because i still had my short blonde hair at the time but right. i mean that video got like eight hundred thousand views or whatever in a month or whatever and that skyrocketed me up even more and so riding those like momentum waves and just being patient and waiting for that algorithm to hit is kind of what you have to be patient for and then also finding a niche in, in being authentic so i would say just go for it. If you're a creator, go for it and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Hear that, everybody? Words of wisdom for you. Just go for it. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, you you all say every time you do a challenge, you're like, oh, this was delicious. I love this. This was awesome. Um, and I'm sure there's ones that you like more than others. Any off the top of your head that are just some of your just pure like flavor or fun wise, like your all time like favorite challenges that you've done? Yeah. And okay. So tomorrow for us is one of my favorite flavored challenges of all time. We okay. went to a place called the ugly grouper in Florida on Anna Maria Island, and they put together this crazy seafood challenge that was so delicious. It was amazingly yummy. The only thing that could have made it better is if it wasn't like 90 degrees that day and windy. <laughs> it was yeah. like super hot. You're like eating food and like sweating. And it was, it was crazy, but um, they had some of the best food ever. They did like a Polynesian boat where they served like a creamy risotto inside of a, a pineapple that was hollowed out with like blackened grouper on it. And then like the highlight was a two pound shrimp taco with a cheese skirt surrounding it, which was amazing. And it was literally like, I don't know, like, you have viewers that can see this. I mean, it was big. And then yeah. shrimp cocktail, fried green tomatoes topped with like crab. Uh, I had a cocktail on the side, uh, giant cheese logs, and then ended it with turtle cheesecake. So, I mean, it doesn't get I... much better than that. Like everything was so flavorful. You couldn't get bored of anything because there was just so much to eat. Um, that was definitely one of the highlights for flavor. That's awesome. That's how you said so many of my favorite words in that <laughs> explanation. <laughs> I love seafood. Crab is like my favorite thing. So I love, love seafood. That sounds like an amazing challenge. Um, it's uh, it's really cool seeing, you know, you do these challenges and everything. Um, and one of my favorite videos that I actually saw Randy do previously is when he talked about like the stuff maybe you don't know, like when things go sour or things go bad or something doesn't work out. So have you had like those experiences? I know you've had a couple of challenges. I forget where it was, but there was like a breakfast challenge where you were like, this is way bigger than what anybody else has ever done before. So do you ever run into that still, you know, with having a big channel where you get there and you just go, 
wait, what is this? Like, are, are you kidding me? Or like challenges that have just been really hard for you? Yeah, that can happen. And the the one you're talking about with breakfast was a super, super famous breakfast challenge at a yeah. place called the Broken Yoke Cafe. And yeah. this one location does tend to make it massive, but that's because they have one of the most like notable walls of fame. And, and this is the location where Molly Schuyler came in and ate this dish, their supersized version of it in like three minutes. But she also like had her face in the tray, not to discount yeah. how amazing this was, and no, just, no, just yeah. shoveling it. There's just sauce everywhere. And she's a superhuman and can swallow chunks of food the size of her fist. Anyways, so I think from then on out, they were just like, well, we're just going to make this thing massive. And like, so I got there and little ding dong me didn't think, okay, they're going to supersize this thing for me. And uh, I, I brought it up with the manager because he came over. He's like, oh, that was, that was a really good effort. And I was like, well, to be honest with you, sir, I didn't actually try uh, because this isn't the picture. And I showed him, this is what you advertise and it's supposed to be five pounds. And this is what you gave me. And he goes, oh no, we always do that. Like he didn't care. And I was just like, okay, well, thank you. And da, 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 da. so that location, I mean, nothing against the guy. He's a very nice guy. And I understand that that's his marketing thing yeah. is he wants to do that, but uh, not my cup of tea. I think it's better business if you follow yeah. through with your word. But um, that's just me. Anyways, that was like subtle throwing them under the bus. But yeah, no, it doesn't really happen too often. I think that I've witnessed it more with Randy and he'll double check stuff. The only other yeah. time that it's happened to me was um, I did a six pound, six pound baked spaghetti challenge. And yeah. I think it was more of an honest mistake. They claimed that they weighed it. And they're like, yeah, we put it on the scale and it was, it was six pounds cooked. Yeah, we promise. Like, okay. And they had a scale back there and da, da, da. Well, I finished the challenge and I knew it was way more than six pounds. I, did, I, I didn't finish the challenge, I should say. And I went and had them weigh the leftovers. I ate easily two thirds to three quarters of this challenge. And when they weighed just the leftovers, it was like three and a half pounds. So I was like, this started out as a 10 pound challenge. Like you can't tell me that. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, we weighed it. And I'm like, it's nice people, but uh, just, it just, I don't yeah. think they understand that it's, they're not giving you more bang for their, their buck. You're actually getting yeah. screwed. So, yeah. but it happens. Um, yeah. It would be my own responsibility. I should be back there and watch them weigh it. But I generally, I'm a little bit too trusting and I kind of just like to get the ball rolling because I get really nervous and antsy beforehand and really amped and shaky as you guys can see in the videos. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I I love it. Um your videos, like I, I've watched other competitive eaters and stuff, and everybody's got cool channels and stuff, but I think what really brought me to, you know, your videos is that it feels so genuine. It just feels like, oh, this is who this person is. This is kind of her quirky sense of humor. This is how she approaches things. So your channel just feels very real and very kind of authentic. So it's definitely a kudos to you because I think that's what brings a lot of people back to your channel is kind of that sense of like, oh, I, I feel like I'm actually getting to know who this person is because I feel like this isn't some camera version of you. It's an actual like, oh, this is who Katina really is. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I did notice that as the, the tour went on in Florida, I kind of was like realizing that my intros weren't as good as I wanted them to be. And then I do feel like I started to kind of force them a bit. And I think people did notice that a little bit more. I started to like use kind of like a different inflection rate when I was like doing my intros. Yeah. And you can kind of see that I kind of got nervous because I wanted to get 
all these details right for the restaurant. And so I would go through like scripts in my head and have it like pre-planned instead of my usual where I'm just kind of like, here's where I am, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just tell you all about it. Um, So I did kind of get caught up in that, but it is kind of my goal to just be myself on camera. And a lot of the times I, I do make mistakes. So I'm trying to, hopefully the next time I go out and do a restaurant challenge, I'm less nervous about getting everything right for the restaurant and I can just sound a little more casual instead of yeah. forced and scripted again. So that's the goal. Yeah. I, I have occasionally put those in my videos where I had one video where I was trying to like open a lid to a water bottle and the camera was running and I couldn't get the lid open. And I was like, what is going on with this? And I look up and I see that the camera's running and I was like, I'm putting this in the video. Like, cause it's just like, it's funny. You know, it's mm-hmm. that weird stuff that happens behind the scenes. Um, or we're like, I'm adjusting the camera and I'm like looking at the lens and I'm like, oh, this is on right now. And I'm like, I'll put that in the video, not even realizing those things. But mm-hmm. um, so speaking of like fans and how they interpret things, what would you say surprises you or is maybe most interesting to you when it comes to like meeting fans? Because, you know, you guys travel around and you travel around and there's, you know, people there, I'm sure that are like, oh, hey, welcome. And, you know, I'm sure restaurants advertise that you're coming and stuff. So what's interesting for you or surprising about meeting fans? Oh, what isn't surprising? (laughs) Just the (laughs) fact that they're fans at all is actually pretty surprising. That still kind of boggles me. I I don't really, I don't, I don't anticipate it when I show up somewhere and it's, it's hard to get used to every time. And it's really humbling, I guess, when you do meet entire families that watch your videos or they tell you like, Hey, watching your video helped my kid eat their dinner. And now my kid will eat and da 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 instead of playing with their food. And, uh, we like to put your show on while we sit down at night and we kind of unwind. And then that's what we do before bed. Like stuff like that is so awesome. And how hype people are to say hello. And just like, they'll wait in line for forever for like a silly signed photo. And that is just, that's so humbling and like mind blowing to me. And I never expected that in a million years to be, uh, to have me be on that side of it. Um, and so I guess it's just like this overwhelming feeling of like thankfulness that there's like actual people behind the, the words and the numbers on the screen. So like when I look at my like subscriber count on YouTube or the followers on Facebook, I look at it and it's like, okay, you total those together. I'm at like 360,000. Like that's a number. But when you like step back and think about it, those are people behind those numbers that care and watch you. And that's not even the total number that's watching. That's just who clicks the subscribe button. And I've looked at my analytics, only 30% of my views come from subscribers. So that just even more, just like when you sit and I actually like think about that, I feel like that, that meme of the girl with like the math symbols all over the screen. It's like, that is, yeah, (laughs) just gnarly to me. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. The the only word I can think of is, is humble. So yeah, that's really humbling. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and and I, I promise all of my viewers, I'm not just saying this because we're doing this, but one of the reasons I reached out to Katina was something that you just said is I have like six YouTube channels that I will look at every single day to see if there's a new video. You're one of them. Uh, Randy is one of them. Um, and there's a couple other like Isabel Page and Hannah Lee, like, and there's a few others, but like, there's just those channels that we connect with. I'm sure you have channels, right? That you just love watching for whatever reason it is. <laughs> Um, but you know, we all have that. And I think that's like the cool thing about it is, you know, it's almost like a comfort thing of like, oh, I had a stressful day of work or whatever. Like, let me see if Katina put out a new video. Let me see if Randy put out a new video because they're just, they're fun videos to watch. And it helps me like unwind from the day. So 
I'm one of those people. I'm one of those number people. So uh, if you ever come to Cleveland, Ohio, I'll be one of those fans standing in line. Um, so I totally get it. Um, but that speaking awesome, of, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of Randy, uh, let's get into we all, you know, I say we all, but if if anybody's watching and you're a fan of Katina or Randy, you know about those videos where you guys went to Alaska, right? That's where you kind of had that trip and everything. Right. Correct. Um, so, so, you know, you had those adventures together and you made those videos and clearly like during those videos, at least I, I was like, I wonder if there's anything between them. Um, because it was just like, I don't know, you guys just had this kind of fun, like little banter with each other and everything. And, and it seemed very kind of natural. Um, so my question for you is, how long into like knowing each other slash dating, whatever that was, did you say to each other, maybe let's kind of partner up sometimes, maybe let's do some videos together. Let's travel together and see what comes of this. Like who brought that up and how did you decide on that? Uh, that's kind of a complicated question to answer because it's kind of two questions in one. So uh, I'll go with like, we kind of found out like that we vibed together really well. I would say almost day one, we were really comfortable with each other. We were stuck in the car together for hours driving around Alaska. Alaska's huge, going from challenge to challenge. And when when he had invited me there, I was very nervous because I knew of him as like the food challenge guy on YouTube. And I was just small potatoes. I maybe had 150,000 subscribers at the time. I mean, I wasn't a big name. And so when I got there, uh, I was very nervous to meet him, very starstruck. And then it was just like hanging out with a friend. And so those first initial few videos in Alaska that was all it was. We were just friends. And then after we did a team pizza challenge together, we struggled through it and nothing will bring people together, like struggling and then <laughs> accomplishing something. Nothing yeah. will like cement a bond quicker than that. And so we finished up this team pizza challenge called the, I think it was called the garbage can pizza challenge in Nanana, Alaska. And after that we had our first kiss and it was super cute. So and toast adorbs. I know, I know it was amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, after that, I mean, things kicked off pretty quickly. It went from just like being like a smooch and there's obviously like an attraction to, um, we were only in Alaska, maybe five more, five, six more days after that to, oh my gosh, like, let's figure out how we can get together and meet up with each other and see how, see if we can make this work. Cause he lived all the way over in Springfield, Missouri and was touring. And I lived in Spokane, Washington, and those two aren't exactly close. And so, we started out by just kind of coming and visiting each other. And then that turned into, well, what if we kind of try and go on a really extended tour together? And um, we kind of played, played around with the idea by doing a few local challenges here in Spokane. And then our relationship progressed. And then we went to Turks and Caicos together at, on a vacation. Those were uh, ran, awesome videos. I love They were so videos. fun. Yeah, they, they were, really were cool. so fun. And that was a really good bonding moment nothing will bond you with a significant other uh, also side fun note than going to a foreign country with each other and then yeah. having nothing to do but like drink and like eat like Sounds it's awful. not like I, <laughs> there's nothing else to do like you would be bored out of your mind so you actually really have to enjoy each other's company especially yeah. during the time that we were there not, not a lot was going on so you really have to know and enjoy that person and so we had such a great time there and the videos went really well together that we were in together and so we were like okay we can definitely kick off a really good tour and so we did we dove dead dove head first into the Florida tour for what was going to just be a few weeks which turned into two months Wow! and we haven't looked back and 
and now we're buying a house. So <laughs> I know. Congratulations. I saw that in thank recent you. posts. That's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to be announcing it in a video that'll come out in a few days, but it'll be in the past for the folks watching uh, where I'm unboxing my silver play button finally. And uh, I announce it there as well. So yeah, awesome. it's, it's exciting. Congratulations on that again. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Really yeah. It was, things. yeah. Another plug for if you're a future YouTuber, when you get a hundred thousand, you're not immediately going to get a play button. Mine, <laughs> mine took almost a year to get here. So uh, and then Randy's been at a million for about a year and still hasn't gotten his. Uh, so you uh, you just have to wait for it. Be patient. Yeah. Um, and if they don't send you anything, reach out. I know it feels weird to reach out, but just reach out and they, they'll, yeah. they'll hook you up. YouTube are good people. That's awesome. Um, just really quickly, I wanted to ask, since you touched on it, like we talked about, things are going to come out on your channel before people are hearing it here. But mm -hmm. um, any future plans, projects, anything like that, um, that you'd be willing or open to talking about, even, you know, something small or anything that's coming up? Yeah, I think uh, my videos, it's hard to kind of describe because if you recently started following me and you followed me during the Florida tour, you'd think that all I did is restaurant challenges. But if you've been around my channel for a while, you know that I started out with a mixture of cheat days, restaurant challenges, yeah. and like food reviews and at home challenges even. Yeah. And so I'm kind of trying to get back into that mode. And so from here on out, my goal is to do a lot of like food tours and traveling around and making it almost kind of like a, a pseudo cheat day, but kind of without the term cheat day necessarily attached to it, simply for the fact that Randy is going into dietetics and there's kind yep. of this stigma around that word cheat day, unfortunately. Um, even though we're using it on YouTube just for fun, we don't really mean anything by it. Like 15,000 calorie cheat day. If you're an yeah. average person and you can eat 15,000 calories, give me a call and let's go on tour together because <laughs> you should be eating like restaurant challenges. Anyway, um, so trying to kind of pull that kind of idea out and kind of be more of like a travel blog on most channel, like think Strictly Dumpling or Mark Wyans, Weans. I don't know how you pronounce it but um, cool channels, cool travel channels. So like make it more like a chill kind of relaxed vibe and then sprinkle in like at home challenges. Like yeah. I would be so pumped to do like a at home, like take home version of like, I don't know, something cool in Milwaukee. That's only Milwaukee, like eating a bucket of cheese curds. I don't yeah. know, like make that up and then chug a boot of beer after. I don't know, that'd yeah. be a great time. But then also going and doing restaurant challenges as well. So that's kind of the plan doing a bit of touring and um yeah yeah I don't know what else to kind of think about that just incorporating more vlogginess I guess yeah. I'm trying to work on that I'm not really I don't find my life that interesting other than when I go and do like the eating stuff like I literally like wake up gym tan laundry if you've heard that in bodybuilding that's my life yeah. for the most yeah. part so um I don't find it that interesting but I am trying to vlog more and get better at that because people seem to find that interesting so I mean, I, I totally agree. I'm one of those people that think it's interesting. Like, I actually love the challenges where you would do like those right cheat days where it's like, okay, I have this pizza and I have this thing and you're just like sitting at home and you just kind of start <laughs> munching and your voiceover comes on. And, and it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, why is this enjoyable to watch? I don't know, but it is. Um, and I, I've, you know, because of the other amazing YouTube and Instagram channels that I've gotten to meet uh, since doing this. Uh, you know, like only human and toy quest 101 and things like that, you know, that have like over a hundred thousand subscribers and things like that. It's interesting. They say the same things. They're like, yeah, 95% of my day is I'm just a boring, normal human, but I sit mm -hmm. down and I turn on the camera and everybody's like, Whoa. And they're like, 
it's just a little blip of my day. It's not like yes. all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's kind of the way you have to be is most of the time people are like, oh, it's so cool. You're a YouTuber. That must be like the easiest thing ever. Well, most of the time you're working. We, yeah. Like as a YouTuber, I'm working every day for like numerous hours and it can be a holiday. It can be a weekend. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I'll force myself to take a holiday or a day off. Or like yeah. if I go camping with my family, I obviously don't have access to technology, but for the most part, you're working whenever. And so there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, the hours of editing, the hours of research into content, the hours of finding the background music that you don't even really notice, but does play a role in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all those little things add up. And, and then for our profession as professional eaters, the hours that you have to spend exercising or preparing meals and stuff like that just to stay balanced. So a lot goes into it behind the scenes. And I would say that while I'm blessed to work from home and make my own schedule, I'd still probably work 150% more than the average American, you know, nine to fiver. So yeah, that that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, It does not, I, I, I have never mistaken it for being easy. I'm like, this this looks like hard work, um, and even doing this this very small amount of YouTube that I do now for myself, like in these short videos and all, like it's a lot of editing and it's a lot mm-hmm. of like promoting things and talking about it and then connecting with other channels. And I'm like, I have a full time job and I feel like this is a solid part time job. So I can only imagine like the kind of hassle and hustle that you go through on a kind of a daily basis. So. Uh, but yeah. your pain, your pain is our benefit because obviously we love watching your channel. So and no, and it's such a cliche thing that if you have a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And so, luckily, yeah, almost I would say ninety five percent of this job is enjoyable. The two percent that's unenjoyable would maybe be when you're feeling tired and you don't want to work out. Uh, the the little bit of pain after a food challenge, and then maybe like the trolls you have to deal with online. That's like the five percent, and the rest of it is awesome. I'm definitely not complaining by any means. I feel very blessed to have this as a job. Um, it's yeah. it's awesome. I have a good time. I love letting out my creative outlet uh, in video format. I'm kind of a, a failed illustrator and artist. I went to art school and dropped oh. out. So yeah. this was this is my creative editing outlet and. Um, being in front of people, I guess. So yeah, there you for have sure. <laughs> That's awesome. I get that. Uh, we all have our outlets. We all have our creative outlets. I like, I, I like to direct short films and stuff like that on the side. So I'm good oh. with this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I see people that can play an instrument or draw something or whatever. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do any of that. So we all appreciate things in other people, which is, you know, a nice thing. Oh, um, yeah. So Uh, I wanted to get to kind of the final part to wrap this up, something fun, just kind of a rapid fire question. I just have a handful of questions and just kind of first thing that pops in your head. All right. I feel like this I need a a little liquid. I'm good with that. I'm good with that too. Go a little peach drink here. Okay. Now I'm ready. All right. And the reason why I want to do this with you is you seem like somebody that's just fun to do a rapid fire with. Like you're, you're pretty easygoing and chill. So all right, so okay, rapid fire, favorite state to eat in? Florida. Florida. Um, yeah. Food that gives you the hardest time while you're eating it? Bread. Bread, yeah. I, yeah. I see you guys always are like, I have to chew this. Uh, yeah, um, especially crusty bread. Yeah. Uh, dream country to do a challenge in? Japan. Oh, 
Are you a, are you a big like sushi fan or or huge sushi ramen udon? Same. I love anything. It. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Um, now that you said sweet, going into single favorite sweet food. People aren't going to believe me, but cookies over donuts. I hate. Okay, your cook. Do you like your cookies crispy or soft? Soft but chewy. Soft but chewy. Okay. Mm -hmm. There has to Um, be some good chew to it. Yeah, that bite kind of to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you prefer? Now I'm not trying to get you in trouble with Randy or anything. Do you prefer solo challenges or team challenges? Solo, but I think he kind of knows that. Okay, so (laughs) not not letting anything out of the bag there. No. (laughs) No. uh, best fan experience that you've had? Fan experience. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, okay, this isn't a fan experience, but I did a, a, well, it kind of is. I did a challenge in Florida at a place called Havana Nights Cuban Pizza, and Mama June watched us on live stream. I was oh. like, I was like fangirling out just because it's kind of funny that she was watching a food challenge and she's like a reality star. I was just, I got a kick out of that. I don't know why. I was giggling through the whole thing. I was like, oh, Mama June's watching me eat food. Like, that's awesome. That was funny. Anyway, yeah. All right. Last question. You've done awesome so far. Last question. What is the one thing that you would tell your younger self? Ooh, that is profound. Uh, it's kind of a vibe <clears throat> of my channel, you know, connecting people with people and stuff like that. So I'm always interested. And the journey that you've had, you've done a lot of things. You've been involved with so many different things all over the country and everything. So what's that one thing you would tell your younger self? I'm going to use this word, and I've used it a ton of times already in this conversation, but just be authentic. I'm going to underline authentic and let your freak flag fly. Because I I did spend a number of years uh, at half mast and, um, it's not as fun as when you just let that sucker fly. It's yeah. way more fun. You get into weird situations, you meet amazing people and that's when life really opens up. So yeah, I love that. Thing. That's, that's so phenomenal. <laughs> I love hearing you say that. And I think that's the way to end this video. That's the way to live life. I agree with you 100% be who you are. Do you hear that everybody out there? Just be who you are and good things will happen. Uh, Katina started with just a little cheap camera at a table just trying a random challenge and now you know she's famous on youtube and instagram and partnered with these amazing people and traveling around the country anybody can do it so take inspiration from this um for me personally katina thank you so much for doing this this means a lot um for taking the time to to talk about things you know what you've done what you're doing now and what you have going on in the future um you know your videos are Uh, I don't know if people have said this to you. I'm sure they have, but like, you know, they're inspirational in a way of like, wow, this is somebody that just went for it and she's doing it and it's awesome. Uh, But they're also so much fun just to watch and you clearly have a great time and that energy like leaps off the screen. So keep doing what you're doing. You got a ton of fans. You'll get a ton more, but um, I I just really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Hey, thank you so much. Um, You just like inflated my ego. That made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So thank you very much. (laughs) <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I'm all about that. Like we need to build each other up and support each other. So uh, especially with the chaos in the world, but uh, thank you for doing this. Um, for all of you out there watching, if this is your first time here, thanks for coming. If you're a returner, thanks for coming back. Check out Katina Eats Kilos. 
if you don't know who she is, you've been living under a rock, but I'll put all the links and everything down below. Um, and as always, wherever you guys are coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I'll see you all in the next video.